Hi, Mighty White's podcast, episode 211. I'm Jack, that's KC. Fucking useless bastards. <laughs> well, see you next week. <laughs> um, I would like to have, you know, a really well-written... Well, I haven't written a single thing down, but a well-thought-out takedown of exactly what went wrong and how it went wrong. And there were tactical things I didn't like. You know, we, we left Furpo 1v1 against Mo Salah all game, and it doesn't matter how much better Furpo's been. He's still going to get dicked in that situation. There was a few things like that. But I have not seen two consecutive fucking spineless capitulations like that watching Leeds in a long time. That I don't think it would have mattered what formation, what tactics, what anything Javi Gracia put out in that game because there was just no fucking effort. And I, I am, I will. That's the thing that gets me more than anything. I, I was fucking furious watching that. Anyway, Casey, how are you? <laughs> yeah, not bad. I'm, I'm rooting for the Portland Timbers now. That's uh, time to jump on that bandwagon. Uh, we're going, for... we're going down. You're watching Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll jump onto the bandwagon of hoping that the Timbers might make the playoffs this season, despite being yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and I know they're terrible because they never sign anyone I've ever heard of. And I don't know a lot about the MLS, but the MLS, every MLS club signs someone I've heard of. Hey, but... is Victor Water there, director of football? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, obviously you had the joy of, of being there in person for this one. I, I gleefully got to be at home. You know, I nearly messaged you because there were tickets going. And I looked and it was 46 quid. And I went, I'm not even going to text him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got a holiday coming up and, you know, and a full day's worth of drinking to, well, continue from Monday night, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's it's the worrying trend I think for us at the moment is in in these last few games has not just been the some the way we've conceded goals in in the Arsenal game in the Palace game and in this game we have conceded goals in very quick succession. Yeah, in each of them, you know, we went one 0 down to Arsenal very quickly became two. Palace scored those two in about three minutes in the mm. second half, and then Liverpool scored, what was it, two in four? It was something like that. I, I, I will admit that I haven't read anything. I haven't watched anything back because I just don't want to. Uh, um, Gakpo 35, Salah 39. Yeah. Um, this, it strikes me as a team that right now, and I am aware that, you know, psychology in sport and stuff can make a huge difference. There's, you know, you only have to drop off by 5% at the top level and you're knackered, and we appear to have dropped off by 40. The, the way that that glut of goals keeps happening strikes me as, like, us being incredibly fragile at the minute. Like, that, the, the way that the, the Palace game and Liverpool last night, one goal, and then they just completely fell apart. And I don't really see a solution. This isn't like a lot of things. You know, like when it was going completely, t when it was going tits up at the end under Bielsa, you could at least say, yes, but it's, this man-marking system is falling apart and that is why. Under Marsh, when there were bits going wrong and we were just like looking scrappy through the middle, you were going, well, it's incredibly congested. There's no space for the pass. You could see tactical things. This doesn't look like tactical. This just looks like... There were times last night, and I put it on Twitter, that I hate saying it, but they're playing like a team that's given up. And Which, which is bizarre, given... Like, if we were playing like... If we were in the form Leicester were in, I'd, I'd understand it, but... You know, it was very much a case of... Before this, we we had got the results in the game you expected us to, you know, yeah. beat Southampton, lose to Chelsea, credit very credible draw at Brighton. Can I say I will ask? Do you have an open window? I do, yes. Because those birds, are, those birds are really loud. Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> roasting in here. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, don't I don't worry about it. Our audio production is not high. Um, <laughs> you know, up until the half time in the Crystal Palace game, 
we were getting the results from games you'd expect. You know, even Palace, like if it comes out a draw, new manager bounce. Yeah, I could. You know, it's fairly explainable, but the, you know, the, from the second half of that to to this, and, and to an extent, I could sort of understand the Arsenal result. Arsenal are a really good team. Yeah, Liverpool have only won three away from home. You know, yeah, and- scored for a year. Well, I mean, I remember that interview was going all over Twitter. You know, he hadn't scored in 32 games or whatever the hell it was. Dr. Leeds. Every single quote tweet was just enter Leeds United or a version of that joke. They said Um, in parentheses. Yeah. Um, There were, I mean, no one was good. There was no one good. Much like the second half against Palace. There was nothing good. I mean, Sinistera scored a good goal. That's about it. But sort of in order, we should probably try and go through it a little bit. What 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 did you what did you make? I suppose because up until the goal, we set up very to, to to drop back fairly deep, and we're, we're very content with them having possession, which led to the opening ten minutes of us. I don't remember if we kicked the ball more than five times or not. But like Liverpool had it, passed it around, but never really had much of a shot. So it's kind of well, un- unless was... I'm mis- unless I'm misremembering, and I don't even just mean on target. I would swear that their goal was their first shot. It was. Uh, yeah. No, they had had shots, but nothing but of note. No, we- we'd had loads by the time they scored. Apparently. Yeah, we... It was very like the Arsenal game. We were passive and defensive, but quite well structured and were limiting the opposition. And then against Arsenal, it got to around about half an hour and a fullback did something really stupid and gave away a goal. And in this game, we got to about half an hour and the fullback did something really stupid and lost the ball and it led to a goal. Now, I have this is the one thing I have seen back on telly. Yes, that's definitely handball. No, Jack. I, I've been told it did not. It did not lead to a goal. Yeah, because they couldn't go back because <laughs> it was too too far before the goal at about four and a half five seconds. Um, but I'm, I'm totally with you on that. In as much as it is handball, it's absolutely handball. What was Junior Furpo trying to do? Well, I'm as far as I could tell, he was trying to take a basic first touch under no pressure. And not looped it up above his head. And then had a bouncing ball. And instead of going, oh, I've messed this up and I'm under pressure. I'm going to really twat this. He like side-footed it against Alexander-Arnold. And yeah, it's a ball, but you control the controllables. We can't do all about a referee making a shit decision. We can do something about just giving the ball away under zero fucking pressure. And But it's, again, that is so like the other games. I put on our Twitter before the game, make them beat you. Don't just give them it. Furpo, stupid mistake, gives away a goal. Four minutes later, Weston McKenney gets the ball in midfield. Fuck knows what he's trying to do. And just like basically falls over, gives them possession, they break the score again. They've had two efforts, two goals. And against Liverpool, I know that Liverpool have been shit away from home. But we're not a good side, and they're a better side than us. You give the team like that a two-goal lead, that's you. That's the end. Yeah. And you just you just can't do things like that. I mean, we've got uh, you know uh, Chris Concannon, obvious parish. He just isn't here today. Weston McKenney needs to go back to Juve. You know, not interested in a fucking liability. Drive Christensen too, and Aronson, and like. Christensen, I don't think he was any worse than Ailing has been, but I don't think he was any better either. It would be tough to be worse than Ailing was, though. No, that's, I am. That's, that's the issue. I um, am. You know, if everyone's fair, I can see a back end of the season Jesse Marsh back four coming in against Fulham, where we centre backs everywhere. Yeah, where I mean, who's who's still fit? Because I think the Verba will probably be fit by then. Three left-footed centre backs in a back line. Yeah. Like Cooper's, Coop, Cooper Strauch and Cooper Strauch, Verbal and Cockett, right? But I could see something like that happening, and I don't necessarily, I don't think it's a good idea, or him actually, or him going to a five because 
if you can't defend with ability, maybe you can with numbers. It, again, it, it it does beg the question. That, you know, I understand Verba was was clearly not fit enough for ninety minutes. No, um, if it had been fit, it'd have started. Yeah, um, and Liam Cooper is is sort of lacking first team football recently as well, but. I think there's a big, same as we said at the end of last season, I think there's an argument for bringing him in just because he might be the one who's able to fucking shout at him a bit and give him a Yeah, Strauch had had a couple of decent games but has very much gone back to panicky Pascal. Um, You will will have seen this back on telly. Uh, Is it the third goal that comes straight from their very basic throwing? This is the one where he charges upfield, is it? Well, I was going to say, it looked as if Strauch ran up the field, forgot that he was meant to kick that ball, and then just let it go through his legs. Uh, as I'm watching it here, it is the... Oh, no, sorry, I've skipped towards the end there. Um, it's either the third or the fourth one, yeah. Yeah. I genuinely... I can't remember, because there was they were all so basic. I can remember the first two, because those actually mattered. It was so weird. Oh, God, we were so fucking bad. I'm really... It was like Liverpool did not get out of second gear and they didn't need to. Um, the the game itself was obviously fucking awful. Sorry, just watching the third goal now. It's yeah. quite funny, really. He seems to just step over the ball, the strap. He just charges up for it, doesn't just steps over it. It is well, that's what I'm saying. That five is five yards out of the game. It, it's that is what it looked like. <laughs> like... The, the, the daft thing is, like I, I, you know, I'm preparing my my under eights team for the cup final on Saturday, and we are up against a really like a good team with a fantastic player. Mm. And tra- and, and be- during the last time we played them, and during training, it is going to be just get between them and our goal. You don't have to make a tackle; just force them to go somewhere. That they don't want to go, whether it's wide, whether it's the pad, whatever it is, just stand them up, and you just think, just it's on the halfway line. You don't need to be charging in to win that. No, just stand them up. Yeah, um, it's gone here from Michael Brown saying it shows how big a hole Adams and Verba have left. Oh god, um, I, missed, I missed Tyler Adams last night. Yeah, the like... the mobility, if nothing else, of that man. Yeah, because Matt Rocker wasn't great. But holy shit, Weston McKenney. Like, I mean, there's there was there was levels. Like, you know, me saying Rocker was great. Rocker might well have been a four, but McKenney was every bit of a two. He and the weird thing was that McKenney actually had the, some good flashy moments early on. Like he, he actually did a few really good things, and you thought, oh, he's 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 on he's on it today. Because when he was on it in other games, he's looked good when he is, but he just seemed to fall to bits. And I know I've never been his biggest fan. I said even before he played the game for us, I didn't think it was right signing. But he's better than that. Like, do you think, do you think he could be our right back? You know what? Because I mentioned this. Before. You know what? That's not the worst if, idea. If we if we had some other centre mids, and you know, Ali mentioned last time about Sam Greenwood coming in, and we thought, well, I don't know if it works with those two. But again, it, it couldn't have been any worse having him in there. In current form, and he has definitely played it, if we did go to a three, if that three was like Cox, Strauch, Verber, and you play a left wing back and you play McKenney on the right, I've heard worse ideas. He's played that position before. He can do it. I'm not sure at the minute he's got the energy for getting up and down, though. Um, there is another thing here from Connie, talking about how this, you know, this Liverpool team in a patch on where they've been. And we been, and he has asked a question that I was going to go into quite soon because I was going to go, fuck it, we should just go through the whole team. And it starts with him saying, Melier hasn't been good either. The defence is getting undone, but he has, you know, simple walls through the middle, basic day with shit. But do we drop him for Robles and risk his confidence going even further through the floor? Um, it was, you know, it takes half the screen if I put it up. Uh, and I... Last night on Twitter was the first time that I have come round to. I actually think we do need to drop him. Uh, I don't think that like it's not like you know what was it eleven eleven shots on target in a row went in and it's now eleven out of twelve. And 
I have been at those games. They There was a lot of them where it wasn't his fault. But that is such a strike rate. And he's conf- he's, you can see it when you're watching him. He's got no confidence whatsoever. And as much as Robles... I mean, Melee is a better goalkeeper than Robles. But I'm not sure he is on Saturday. And I yeah. really I really would be absolutely fine with us taking him out at line of fire for a couple. And if Robles plays well going, that's it till end of season. And just if you get asked about it in the press, you go, no, Melier is our number one goalkeeper. But right now, I have to make a decision for right now. And right now, this is the decision. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think you can be crit- too critical of, of Graffia if if that's the choice he made. Um, I mean, I don't know if you heard any of the of his post-match press conference. Uh, he sounded devoid of ideas. Like when when asked how you know what's what's to be done of Leeds United and shipping goals in second halves, um, there was just the longest pause. Um. I was having a conversation with my mum about the game and just saying, like, I don't think this this squad is good. But it should be good enough to finish 15th. Hmm. But at the same time, I was trying to figure out how you get the best out of this group because like last season when any central midfielder got injured, We've now got two fit ones. One of them, one of them is slow, and the other one seems very unfit. And then the yeah. next ones are Adam Farshaw again, <laughs> or Sam Greenwood. Yeah. And I don't well, think either one of those two is the answer. No, but it just shows that while we did sign some centimids and we promoted Greenwood to that role, I'm like. <laughs> It's still wafer thin there. It's it's uh, it's thinner than that. It's fucking particle. Like <laughs> you can't. There's nothing. It kills me. Ju- wafer thin. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about right backs, so I'll kind of skip over that a little bit because Ailing, woefully out of form. Christensen, but on the evidence of last night's game, not really any better. We're hoping Verba comes back in. That helps at centre back. If it's a four and everyone's fit, Furpo probably still stays in because that's I, I, he did that. He was he did get ripped apart last night, but I don't think he's done enough to get dropped yet. Hmm. Um, although I really wouldn't shock me if we see Verbal left centre back, Strout left back in a four soon. Yeah, I I imagine we go back to Cock and Verber hmm. as your as your central defence. Um. And then, at, at this point, I'm looking in the middle of midfield and just thinking, yeah, sod it, do you just put Jack Harrison in there? Can I say my thing that I've been saying for all fucking season? Watching Leeds United play football, how mad would you be if your name was Darko JB? <laughs> you just went through five options. You never mentioned his name. No. Because he's least. never in the squad. Uh... I'm not saying, oh, just throw the kids in, because that, doesn't work, but he's been consistently really good in the in the 21s, which is the best he can do. That's all he's had the option to you do. Can, you can only beat what's put in front of you, and that's all when that's he, been put in front of him. When he played in the cups, he was fine. In one of the games, he was good, and then he dropped off a bit. But how he hasn't even been on the bench is like it's absolutely beyond me. I do not understand it. I think now as well. You, after a couple of results like that, you you now start to look at, at Graffi's team selection, and, and you, I don't think it's totally unreasonable to start thinking: How is Nonto not get not starting in this team? How is he not coming on at half time? Um, that was, I will say, that was the big topic of discussion. Well, one of them, other than how are these lots so fucking useless? That was the big thing in the stand. It was what the why does Nonto not really why is it that Grassi doesn't fancy Nonto? Mm. That was like a really big thing. And I can understand it being because he rates Sinistera. Okay, 
but we had two through the middle for most of that game. We had Aronson and Rodrigo. I, I'm not having the, at least at half time, you don't have the evidence to go one of them two win is should be Nonto instead. Yeah, I. I think that I think the big issue which we've spoken about for a fair while now is that in possession, Aronson does nothing to occupy a defender. No, oh god, and the crowd were really turning on him for chucking himself on the floor all the time. He's uh, yeah, it's 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 bad enough. Like it, when you watch top level players doing it, but when you when you're watching your own team in a relegation fight and. One of your players is is physically not up to it. Yeah. It's it's really tough to watch as a fan. Yeah, and it, just and it becomes, isn't it, 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 the ailing clever fall to win a free kick. It's just the it's it's just being soft, really. Yeah, it's 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 horrible to watch, and it just it'll stay down when we've lost possession. And you just think, no, you need to get back in. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, ultimately last night, given how we set up from the start, I'm not surprised Rodrigo didn't see much of the ball. That it was not a game that suited to him at all. But again, when you spent 35 million pounds on a striker, would you not maybe play him up front with Rodrigo to give him someone physical to play off at, at least? Yeah. You well, know, I know, to... I know, I know, Rute didn't look great when he came on, but he he came on to an absolutely losing cause. Yeah, yeah you're never going to look good. Was it four or five one by that point? But yeah. either way, it doesn't fucking matter. No. Um, we'll talk about Rutter a bit later because Rutter is nothing to do with Rutter. He's not the issue. He comes in in a, in a later bit. So, um, I mean, Harrison wasn't great last night, but you know that he will put in effort and stuff. And at the minute, that puts him ahead of most of them. So I'm fine with him staying in. Um, I'm really, I'd love to have a load of fucking tactical ideas, but I'm so, I'm, because I'm sure it's 90% a mental thing at this point, I don't really have loads. I still think, I still think that you could play, that you can play with this squad like a, a 5 3 2 with wing backs and be solid through the middle, force people wide and defend a bit better. But how, we'll see. how do you get Sinistera, Somerville, Harrison, and Nonto all in a starting lineup? Because that, uh, you that, that, well, you, you you just don't basically. So that's, like, you that's, don't. You have to get someone. It's where our strength is, though. Is is wingers? Yeah. Which is odd as a Leeds fan to think. God, we've actually got good choice in wingers. Like yeah. we've it's, got decent. It's why I don't. I don't think this would happen against Fulham, but. Like that free at the back and just sitting and maybe in some of the game, you know, when you're playing a side that's better, right? Just straight up better, it might be an idea. Mm. Um, like I think like Sinistera didn't really have a great game, but he got gifted one chance, ran in, finished it well. And I mean, strangely, Canate, you put him under a bit of pressure for a second and he folded yeah. fairly quickly. It was, it, I think, I think one of the issues a lot of fans had was. That we knew full well going into this, we, we most likely weren't going to get anything from it. So, do, do you have a go? And and risk like because uh, the, the issue the being, problem like, is we had an extra point basically because our goal difference was so much better than Everton and Forest. Our goal difference is still way better than Forest, but it's only two better than Everton's now because we've. Given up eleven goals in two fucking home games. I mean, you know, this is a totally hindsight argument, but you sat back and you've conceded six. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, I I don't think you're going to concede that many more if you go for it, because at least I think you'll occupy some, you'll occupy them a bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, tactically, again, I look and just thought, how were Rocker and McKenny ever going? to... Classic football manager, we're being overrun in midfield. Well, and the thing is, right, do you know how long it took the people in the stand to realise what Liverpool were doing with mm. Trent Alexander-Arnold in that midfield? About 35 seconds. They basically played oh, a four-man central midfield. Yeah, it was... just went, oh, Trent's inverting into the middle of midfield in a, you know, very Guardiola way. 
and we never at any point dealt with it. Not not for one I mean, even the bit where we were holding them out pretty well, they still had a free pass through the middle most of the time. See, in, in that, especially if you were if you go back to Bielsa in the championship, that would very much be a case of Jack, follow him. Yeah. Like Jack Harrison <laughs> is now a central midfielder because he's just followed Trent. Like that's that's how it would have been. And and I appreciate that you can't do that with Sinisteria because I don't think he has the ability to do it, but no, and because you've the player discrepancy. Drop Aronson deeper. Yeah. Like if you're gonna drop off anyway, put him in a three put him in a three. You know, I'd, I know it leaves Rodrigo up top on his own, but he basically was anyway. Um, you would know better than me. Have we actually had anything confirmed about Bamford being injured? Uh, I didn't hear anything. Because the rumour, like, all last week was calf injury. Hmm. But I, I never saw it anywhere official. And then when he wasn't in the squad, I just assumed that rumour was probably right then if he ain't in the squad. Um. Uh, we have had another question off Connie saying, um, could we do wor- worse than bringing Perkins in, even if off the bench? Perkins has been good this year and he probably deserves to have had a bit more football than he has. But he would probably end up playing from wide and that's the one area where we don't need someone. No. So I don't think it'll happen for him yet. But, I mean, if he was on the bench, I wouldn't have any problem with it, but I don't think it'll happen. Um, so, sorry, I do, I do have Grathia's uh, quote here about Bamford after the game, so I've missed this right, one. Cool. Uh, after the last game, some uh, some it, uh, players had some issues, some little problems. One of them was Patrick. He had he had problems in his calf, and we'll see his evolution if he is ready for the next game. So that is uh, oh, he's going into Bamfamelian. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Right. Um. We've had a, a message from uh, the excellently named. I'm, I'm I'm choosing to believe this is a person's name. Rafters Greencrosses Driffield. <laughs> Greencrosses is a brilliant middle name. Yeah, uh, but it'd be saying that they'd have Cooper in, and I wouldn't be shocked. We said it back in the last season, and that, that some leadership <laughs> think, might help. It's, I think it's one of those things that many a manager has tried in recent years and gone, look, all our central defenders are technically better than him, and yet, yes, but they are also mentally much, much weaker. Yeah. Yeah, on football manager, you need the mental attributes. Yeah. Um, um, right, the so on to the uh, main culprit. Psst. The, the lads. The uh, <laughs> the old three amigos up there. Oh, they look uh, very uncomfortable sat up there towards the end. I would say Kania has the least to do with football, so I think he's and then then it's Radrizani, and then it is. The main man, Victor Orr. I cannot fathom some of those decisions. And some of them have become worse with hindsight. Like, Furpo's a bad one with hindsight. But at the time, we needed to buy a left-back. So I can see how the logic of that yeah, one happened. I, I don't... Signing Rutter for £35 million <laughs> when you need... You need an out-and-out number nine. Everyone knows it, and you still need a left-back. And you spend £35 million on a kid. Even if, even if he's a world beater in two years, that's still a stupid signing. <laughs> he, I, I think it shows that it is somewhat panicked as well because it is very, it's very off our playbook. You know, we like he loves a project, does Victor, which in and of itself has has been a problem. Mm. But signing like signing Nonto, brilliant because. He was a 19-year-old, already Italian international that was, what, five million? Yeah. Like, dirt cheap. Fine, grand. But we only uh, signed because the players he tried to sign fell through. Yeah, because Cody Gakpo fancied going to Liverpool. And Bamba Dieng. Yeah. Um, Remember him? <laughs> but to, to sign a striker for 35 million, and not even an out-and-out striker at this point. No, he's a forward, isn't he? Yeah. It just, I, I said to you, like, we've had a whole summer of promoting and signing wingers who can also play as a striker. Hmm. But we need a striker, <laughs> like yeah. a striker, nothing else. 
and and to spend thirty five million in it, it, I don't know if that in their mind it was a case of well we need to show them that we're still ambitious, so we're going to get a young player. But the, your whole model is is again predicated on get these players in on a decent fee, and we profit off them, and. Yeah. He's gonna like this puts a lot of pressure on him. He's gonna have to be a hell of a player for us to get that money back. Yeah. Let alone profit. Um. And it just, like I said, it, it, you just look at this team and Christ, like it's a double, it's a double-edged sword. Is Western McKenney? Like if we go down, grand, we don't have to keep him. But I don't want to go down. But I also don't want to keep him. Yeah, I'm hoping that. Although it's mandatory at fee, that it's not that the contract isn't yet agreed and signed, because it's sounding like I look. I don't think he wants to be here, and whether that guy on Twitter is really that close to mates with him or not, hmm. if he even knows him enough to have spoke to him, it doesn't sound like he wants to stay either. No. So I'm wondering if it's one of them where we go, look, we've stayed up, so here's your thirty million if he signs. Oh, he hasn't signed. Oh, no, he hasn't signed. Oh, dear, what a shame. Like, what, was your, what was your opening contract off of Leeds? 20 quid. Um, <laughs> but in fairness, I... we do that with players we do want. Um, I'll tell you, it's a good job both me and Connie are on this because every comment he puts is the next thing I was going to bring up. Hmm. <laughs> can tell I've known him a while. He's, he's very good. Kinnear I've never trusted and Rads has taken as far as he can. But it's, it, the last line of it is good. Alter is starting to prove the Buller fans right. The thing that Buller fans said was you end up with a really imbalanced squad and he really pushes for his players to start and you end up with a click in the dressing room. Now, I don't know if there is one, but God, it looks like there is, doesn't it? In fact, it looks like there's five and none of them talk to each other. <laughs> like, uh, when the rumour came out after, you know, that there was a, let's say, a an argument at halftime in the Crystal Palace game, just... I don't believe these players have got enough fighting them for that to be true. <laughs> a discussion. We'll, ta- we'll table <laughs> that one then. Um, I, I can certainly see it now, like with the way they're playing, that clearly there is... Because again, like I, I just go back to... I, I can't say under Graffier, it's been brilliant to watch, but he was getting results. Small sample size and all that, but points per game under Graffia is still 0.3 something higher than it was under Marsh. I mean, what is he? One, he's one win off levelling Marsh's record for the season for wins, isn't he? Uh, I think Marsh, did Marsh get four or did he get five? I think he had four. So, yeah. Uh, well, we've, we've, beat, we've beat Southampton Wolves and Nottingham Forest under Graffia, and we have seven yeah. wins now. Yeah, so yeah, one more to equal Marsh in a third of the games. Uh, something like that. Maybe you know, think, it's it's not yeah, far or less. Yeah. Um. So as much as I can say, I've, I've if it got to the end of the season, he kept us up. I'd, I would have been perfectly happy to say, you know what, like, thank you, but no, thank you. Like, a, and that and that might be harsh because he's doing it with not his players. Um, and if you gave him a summer to, to implement his ideas, it, it might be better. But if, if you're asking me right now, I would be perfectly fine if, if we finished 17 and we all parted ways. Because yeah, I, in, the I way that, in the way that we said about Marsh as would be an option at the end of last season. Now, we did say he will get the job, he, he'll stay on and because we've kept him up, fair enough. Because he's kept us up, that's fair enough. But we did suggest that with Marsh, didn't we? Yeah. But maybe, thank you, here's your bonus. Yeah. And by the way, Michael Brown, uh, Marsh had four wins in 23, which means yeah. uh, which means Graffia's got three and eight. So, yeah, you know, it's it's like it's solid enough numbers for, for where we are, but I, you can't not be concerned about what's happened this these last two games that there was that essentially conceding one goal 
just before half time against Palace has sent them into a spiral. Yeah, a complete, um, completely falling. Just you know, Leeds are falling apart again. That is what it looked like. It looks like a team of players that don't want to be there. And I obviously the world is not this. I was very adamant in this when I was walking back to the car with my dad last night after the game, and I was quite vociferous about it. But I still think the bones of it aren't a bad idea. I'm hoping that today Graffi has got them all in a room and like sort of sat down in front of them and gone, right, who actually fancies this fight? Hmm. And like gets them all to, you know, they're all going to say yes, but really look you, at those players. Look at look them in the eye and, you know, who really fancies it? Because as much as I don't, you know, you don't just throw the kids in. But if he looks at, for example, Weston McKenney, who may really be mad and really be up for it, I have no way of knowing I'm not there. But, for example, say it's him. Who would I rather have Weston McKenney not fancying it or Adam Forshaw, who does? Or probably Oh, yeah. I, well, that's not going <laughs> to happen because I've been saying it all fucking season. But, like, you need people who are going to really, really want to fight for this. Because I'm one step from saying they've got to go to Middlesbrough and get something, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like we, but we've got to go to, we've got to, you know, got to go to Fulham, and we have got to go to Fulham and fucking get something. Yeah, but that, you you can't carry this uh, this current attitude the way that we're looking at it. I mean, my fucking kingdom for Matthias Click right now. Oh God, like. Uh... So just, just I, someone who someone who has got some experience in the middle of dealing with something like this. And he at least he was around last season. And Matthias Click is something of a cool head at the best of times. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I, so... I, I find it I just found it so like I said, it, it was comedic by the end. Just how easy it was. The, 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 you, you just seem to have to step two yards away from a player. And I, and I think at one point, I, I just saw Robin Cox turning to, to Christensen and going, he's there, just stay with him. I mean, of the defenders, Robin Cox was by far the best of them. Um, I'd like a, yeah... Uh, the one thing, there was a bit late in the game, and admittedly it's late in the game when the game had gone. It was at 5-1, I think. And I said to my dad, watch Fabinho. Just watch Fabinho while they were passing the ball around. And I said, Liverpool right now could have me in middle of midfield. And what was happening was they were passing it to Fabinho, who was completely unmarked. And he passed it to the other centre-back, who was completely unmarked. And then Fabinho walked five yards to the side <laughs> where he was completely unmarked to be able to get it back off that centre-back if he needed to. And I, for a minute, they kept possession. He touched the ball like six times and he didn't once have to even break into a jog, really. And I was like, this is, this is a proper training, not a training exercise that you learn something from. You know, a little kickabout before you start training. They were playing football like a group of businessmen had decided to have a kickabout in a park. Like, lads, you know the, lads, you know the look, scene take where it easy. Throw... We don't want to get mud on us, too. <laughs> you know the scene where they're throwing the football around in the room? <laughs> that but kicking. <laughs> I, I think one of, the, one of the things that upset a lot of people again last night was that ultimately, come the end of that game, we didn't even get a single yellow card. No, oh yeah, and Junior fucking Furpo, who always gets booked. If he'd have got booked, I had a five pound free bet on the bet builder, and if Furpo had got booked, I'd have got three hundred fucking quid. Oh, <laughs> you up against Mo Salah, just kick him. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, you know, I, I don't want to go to the, you know, oh we're dirty leads because we're not, and we haven't been for a long time. Look where it got Dennis Wise. Yeah, got us relegated in being dirty leads apparently, and the captain didn't even want to be there. So let's not do that. But if you're getting absolutely demolished by a team, at least at least get a couple of kicks in. I'm not saying no. two foot I'm not saying it, two foot someone. 
But just stop them. Just when they're breaking away, just kick the leg out. Take the yellow yeah. card. The number of times they would make, they'd make a, have a move where they'd go from back to front, and there wasn't one challenge. I can. I'm, I'm okay with Liverpool beating us because they're better than us. Because they are. I can even live with Liverpool getting six against us. If the efforts there, they were just much better than us. But the just the lack of fight is what really pissed me like, off. Liverpool committed twice as many fouls as us. Yeah, because on the rare occasions we played some decent football and got into a decent position, they would be clever enough to go, ah, we'll stop that. Yeah, we had the same number of shots in that game. We both had 13. Yeah, I haven't seen you the exact know it number. in the second half. I haven't seen the exact number. I believe the XG was something like 1.2 to 2.5. Now, I think that 2.5 was a harsh one. I think it should have been much higher. But still, like it, it wasn't a balance of play thing. It was a collapse. You have the exact same game and show fight. We probably still get beat, but it's probably 3-1 instead. Yeah. Um, and you never know. The, that, the goals like that might make a difference. Uh, so there's two more things that I should bring up. One, because I had the misfortune of TalkSport being on in the car on the way home. Uh, and there was a couple of people ringing up saying they should sack Graffia. Um, no. <laughs> but, but not because of him, really. <laughs> Who the fuck else are you going to get at this stage? No one good's taking a job now. Brendan Rogers. He he he's he ain't taking a job. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure it'd be the right time anyway, but no. <laughs> but like, I as much as I was, I didn't like the way Gra- I I don't think Graffia reacted well during the game and stuff. And having two games in a row of saying I don't really know what went wrong, even if that's true, I'd rather you said something else. Um, yeah, I, the, the, don't get me wrong. I'm fully, you know, clearly as uh, the anti Frank Lampard man that I am. I'm all for not slagging off the players every instance, but mm. you can make constructive comments about why you shipped six in one game and five in another yeah. without saying, well, basically, we've got two shit right-backs. Mm. One of our centre-backs is devoid of confidence. We've got a midfielder who I'm worried about his diet and the other one can't run. The wingers are all right, though. Yeah. Yeah, um, and the the other one, uh, Leeds are still fifth favourites for relegation. The price has come down a bit through today, which suggests to me that loads of Leeds fans are backing it. Uh, we are fifth favourites for relegation. Do you make us fifth favourites for relegation? Oh, probably fourth favourites now. Do you have Everton above us? <sighs> it's going to be close, isn't it? It's going to be close because, and it's a uh, there've been a couple of comments about this, but it's tr- uh, but it's um, definitely true. Much like last season, there are some other shit teams that might get us out of it. I mean, like you look at it, Southampton are probably gone. Leicester can't win a game to save the life at the minute. Forest can't win a game to save the life at the minute. Everton. Don't look good, but I think with Deitch, they will get enough points. I hope, I hope that like they all just don't get any more points, and then we cap, and then we don't need to worry about it. But I currently, I have us as four favourites because I think Everton will end up above us. I mean, and I think basically a lot of this, we need obviously the next three of the key games, but that Tuesday night game against Leicester. I, I was going to say, I. Again, I don't think one game will will uh, define our season, but you know, if you if you win that, you go you again give yourself that distance. What we're already four points ahead of them. You know, if we both lost our next game, which is which is quite feasible, yeah, eminently beat, possible. <laughs> but if you, if you beat Leicester, you've at least given yourself a cushion then on the bottom two. Yeah. Um you know it is just now about what I mean I'm looking at Bournemouth's form that they're probably going to end up being fine. Wolves are probably going to be fine at this rate. 
Palace I think, is going to be in the I Europa genuinely, League. I genuinely think there's only the bottom five in it now. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is the odds are similar to that. From nine to four Leeds, it jumps to 14 to one Bournemouth, 18 to one West Ham. West Ham will be an interesting one because obviously they've got the second leg of the Conference League. Mm. If they get through that, that's another two games on their season. Um, on top of that, they've, they, you know, back to their, what have they got in the league? I, I mean, this is a run of fixtures for them now. After the, they've got the Europa Conference League on Thursday, Bournemouth, uh, Liverpool, Palace, Man City, Man United. Not that's an easy one. That's their next five games. So, you know, they're, they're 15th, but if they don't pick up a lot of points in that, they again will will end up being dragged into it. Which is, which is again, I hate being in the position where we are looking at everyone else's games, but that is the position we put ourselves in yeah. because we folded against Palace. And if you, if you get a point out of that Palace game now, you, you just look that bit more comfortable than yeah. the wizard before. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Like, still, that throwing away a 2-0 lead at Southampton. Even though it was on, like, the second... What was it? The fucking second game of the season or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, just little thing, things like that. So, um, normally, I would just say into the Fulham game. But, briefly, because we are at that stage, free, even though it's... You know, an hour after, you know, a bit after the Leeds game finishes. Saturday, three o'clock, Crystal Palace v Everton. Um, oh. Come on, come on, Roy. Yes, Roy. <laughs> do it for, do it for football. Yeah. Do it to send uh, Frank Lampard down, even though he's not there. Yeah. Like, we need, by the way, I've just noticed on Skybet there's a special on Chelsea not to win another match in the Premier League. We really ought to see what they'd <laughs> offer for Leeds. Um, yeah, the the Palace game against Everton. That's it. We you know we we need Palace to get a result. Palace are fairly strong favs, so hopefully they can get some. And then lit, you know, the, the exact same time, you've got Leicester at home to Wolves, which is why you've got to take Wolves as completely out of it because we need Wolves to win that game. Yeah, again. You can you can look at the league table though and just go. Let's have a look at the teams who've recently won back to get back games. Palace have won three in a row, pulled themselves out of it. Wolves won two in a row, pulled themselves away from it. Bournemouth won Bournemouth. two in a row, pulled and it's themselves three of four as well. Yeah. Three out of four. You know, the, the, there's three teams there who've, who've put together a bit of a run, and all of a sudden they've they've put some distance between themselves and the bottom three. It's you know, it, it, we've said it so many times now these last few weeks. If you win two games in a row, you do yourself the world of good. Yeah, we just That's can't do one. it. That that one does worry me. The uh, Leicester Wolves game because I think Wolves can afford to calm down a little bit now, and Leicester can't. And I think that might be enough for Leicester to get a result. I hope I'm wrong, but mm. um, I mean, interestingly, so because on Sunday you've got Bournemouth and West Ham. Yeah, and there's also Liverpool, uh, also at three o'clock, Liverpool, Nottingham Forest. Need, li- is, uh, need. Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool have been good at home. I, I think we're still the only team that's won there, aren't we, in the league? Yeah, bizarrely. Yeah, you God, wouldn't know weird. it. <laughs> God, we're a weird football team. And then, yeah, Bournemouth, West Ham, uh, which, you know, come on, Bournemouth, just about. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, it's for it's for Saturday games that matter. Just Palace Everton. It, like I am definitely going to be having a treble on Everton Leicester and Forest or draw as like a pessimist's bet. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I suppose it, it doesn't work either way because of the point of the season we're at. Having the twelve thirty kickoff. And it's either we... the best thing or the worst thing. And then if we lose, it's you know death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? After that, just watching every goal go in. Oh, in our case, death by a thousand drinks. Oh god, yeah. Because we are doing the Otley Run on Saturday. <laughs> um. So Long on. To, 
On to Craven Cottage with their new season tickets for next season in that new posh bit that are going to be about three grand by the sounds of it. Um, we got to pay for that stand somehow. So, yeah, half 12 away at Fulham. Fulham are not that good. They did us a favour last weekend, winning at Everton. Good result. Cheers, lads. There is two that won Fulham. St- like, performance levels have not actually been that great. Uh, for a lot of this season. Better than ours, but not that great. Um, There is also the main thing with them of there's no Mitrovic and they do miss him massively. Which is why they had proving Bielsa to be a genius Dan James up front in the win at Everton. <laughs> their, their last win before the Everton game was the 18th of February, a 1 0 away win at Brighton, which is a yeah. brilliant result. But um, yeah, they, they, they've significantly cooled off. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking through, draw with Wolves, lost to Brentford, lost to Arsenal, lost to Bournemouth, lost to West Ham. Yeah. So it's not like they've even been on a particularly hard run. Now, once again, Leeds step up and think, ah, go on, lads, yeah. have a go. And that's even forgetting that it's London. Yeah. Uh, um, Fulham are not tactically particularly interesting. They're just solid. 4-2-3-1. Uh, Leno in goal, good goalkeeper. Um, right back, it's probably Tete because he played the last game, but they played Bobby Reed there, didn't they, against us at Ellen Road? Hmm which was an odd one, and then he scored completely unmarked. Um, probably to- Tosin Adarabayo and Tim Ream at centre-back. Tim Ream, who I didn't wait for years, and then he got to the age of about 33 and started being good. Uh, Anthony, Robertson, uh, Anthony Robinson at left-back, who we wanted us to sign from Wigan, and we didn't. Uh, their centre-mids have been really good all season. Um, Harrison Reed, who's a good player, and that Xiao Polinia, who I'm assuming is going somewhere in the summer. Polinia has looked out like one of the signings of the season. Yeah. He's, he's been a fantastic find. And, and to be honest, obviously going forward, we'll get onto it. Willian does not look anything like the player he was at Arsenal two years no, ago. This is more Chelsea, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's, he's decided he loves football again. Yeah, he'll probably play on the left. Um, Mateus Pereira at 10. And then they could play Bobby Reed on the right or Harry Wilson. I do wonder, seeing as they're safe and they, they can't really, they they're done with, you know, chasing up after Europe. They can't go down. For morale reasons, he might start Tom Kearney because he fucking hates us and he always scores. <laughs> um, and then. Obviously, there's no Mitrovic, so you would usually say that Carlos finishes up front, but Dan James played up front from against Everton and played really well. However, I am assuming that the rule is still hard and fast and he can't play. So back to Carlos Vinicius, who is not as good. Yeah. Again, they've got that um, Mano Solomon, who made a good start, but he uh, he does not start games. Has he been injured? Because he didn't even get off the bench in the last game. I don't know. Because he was in really good nick, wasn't he? He had a yeah, run he... of the games where he scored in like four or five in a row, including the FA Cup game against us. Yeah. I, I mean, fair play to him if he... Uh... No. The only, game just, he's I... missed, the only game he's missed recently is uh, Liverpool back in March. Outside yeah. of that, he's, he's been in and around the squad. He's, he's right. com- He comes off the bench. Yeah. Um, games. I'm just trying to think. Right, so he's, he's made a couple of longer appearances and then got subbed at half time against West Ham and didn't play against Everton. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, their team, pretty standard. They might change a couple of players, but that'll be the shape. Uh, when we played them in the FA Cup, we actually played pretty well. We were unlucky to lose that game. We were a better side. You know, we hmm. had that. Rutter had that goal disallowed that was never a foul by McKenney. Um we just and then they scored two worldies, one of which was good play, one of which was really poor play from us to give them the chance, followed by an amazing finish. We have already said there's a million different things we could do. And you'd think you'd think you're gonna have to make some changes just to give people a kick up the ass. 
Uh, care to hazard a guess? Uh, First of all, we'll start with, do you think, for all the things that we've said, it will just be 4-2-3-1 slash 4-4-2? Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Um, It's just easier for us to go through it if we both agree on that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Melier starts. But. I I agree. I would be fine if it's Robles, but I think he will. I would also, I will say, although I think it'll be 4 2 3 1, I, I would like us to go if we've got the bodies for it. Even if this means, even if this means Cock and Strout with Verba playing DM, I would like us to have a 4 3 3 and put the DM on Mateus Pereira. I, I was thinking about Verba playing there. And, and to be I was thinking more Cock and Cooper. If, if, also, if the, abs- if the fitness levels are there, yeah, also, um, I'd be absolutely fine with that. But I'd like us to have someone on Pereira because if he gets space, it'll make it very difficult. Yeah, um, if he's fit enough, you've got to start Verba. Yeah, like he has been sorely missed, mm. which again worries me about how reliant we've been on him since he arrived. Yeah, um, so you think Verba and Cock? Verbercott and Furpo and I suppose you've got to stick with Christensen because I don't think it does anyone any good if you then decide, oh no, Christensen's that bad, we have to bring Luke Ayling back in because I think his head's gone already. So You have, you have to give him more than one game. Yeah. And the difference was, I suppose, Ayling was having bad games even when Leeds played well. Christensen had a bad game, but in a game where pretty much everyone did. Yeah. Um it's going to be Rocker and McKenny, but... Yeah, because I suppose you can't start Adam Forshaw. He's played 10 minutes in months. <laughs> Two and a half years. <laughs> um, he, he was he was the reason we stayed up last season. That's what uh, that's what Rad's told me. Um, he did it with a winky face. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't see the sentiments changing because still feasibly, I don't see... Us getting like any changes we make, I don't think make us defensively tighter outside of Darko JB, but that's just not going to happen. No, that's to... that's not going to happen. Um, I've because I'm it's much... about, I, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm really getting on board for this cock and Cooper and stick Verber at D, just stick him in front of that four. Yeah, I don't think we'll do it, but I'm, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah, nah. I can't see it being out other than McKenny and Rocker. Um, I suppose, I suppose it, we have to wait to see what's happened with Sinistera because obviously he went yeah, off injured. I, I forgot he did because he, he was going off anyway, but he did go down, didn't he? He and he seemed to wave straight away, yeah, uh, um, when he went off. And he wasn't there was no contact with him, he just skied the yeah, shot. And yeah, he had a shot, didn't he? Um, yeah, uh, that went miles over, bless him. Uh, so you'd imagine it's probably going to be Somerville. It's not going to be Nanto. Somerville is is his preferred choice. Yeah. Uh, Somerville and Harrison. I, I would. I would drop Allenson. I would. Um, um, and we, whichever way around it is, because like, can see like if if there's no Sinistero as well. You know, yeah, you could have you could play Nonto left. You can play Somerville right. You could have them the other way round. You can swap one of them for Sinistera. Either whatever wingers you pick, I'm sort of all right with any two from four really because they're all good. They're decent wingers, and, and they're, yeah. they're not really as 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 frustrating it is as it is watching out of form Jack Harrison. Again, he tries and. Somerville tries and fails defensively, but Manny tries. It was a very, very small sample size, but Somerville, when he came on, did fairly well. Yeah. Like, there wasn't much to say, but that it was the one. And then here's the weird one. Because I am just working under the assumption that there's no Bamford. Hmm. Because whenever he has an injury, it's never one game. (laughs) 
what do you do up front? Like, do you just go with Rodrigo and you're playing Somerville or Harrison or Aronson behind him? Or do you do something different? Do you take a chance and you play like Rutter and Rodrigo? Uh, or you play Nonto with like as a centre forward, which is you know he's done it for Italy, hmm. and you play Rodrigo off him maybe. I think I think I'm leaning more towards that. As much as daft as I think it is that we, if we have an injured striker and we have a thirty-five million pound striker on the bench, that we're going to pick someone else. But yeah, I, I think I think you go Nonto because I think. You give yourself a lot more creative options through the middle. As as much as as much as I love Bamford as, and and what he does defensively, you you know his game fairly well. Mm. I, I also think I, if if you play if we can play even remotely decent football in this game, I think Adarabio and Ream would be more scared of someone like Nonto running at them than yeah. Rutter, even though Rutter is when he's the brief cameos we've seen of him when he's been playing well, he's very skillful. He really loves to beat a man. That style, I think, Reem will handle better than someone like Nonto. I thought yeah. it's worth, by the way. I think it'll be Aronson behind Rodrigo. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not what I'll do. It's just not what I'd do. Uh, I'm just having a look at it because obviously, what was it? It was Gratia's second game was against Fulham in the cup. Yeah, and yeah, we got and, beat, but we did actually really, play pretty well. It was a pretty good performance. We lost to, to two very good goals. Admittedly, one of them we probably should have stopped, but you know, we we came out of that one. Fulham had seven shots, three on target. We had sixteen, six on target. We're very unlucky not to score. We had and was, to be fair. Ruta started that game and he played fairly well, and it was near enough their their first team as well. It wasn't as if they'd rested a load of players. And that was the game where we played that like midfield three, and McKenny played sort of like as a sort of like Mazzala off the right of a midfield three and pushed up more. That was also a centre back Rasmus Christensen as well. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in in the look, I'm guessing going off uh, what Javi has said about him, he must be a great lad. They they all seem to like him. That's all I can say about him, really. We've tried him at centre back, we've tried him at right back, we've tried him at centre mid. Um Yeah, I, I I really hope that we can play something like we did against them in the cup. Because if we play like that and take us chances, and that's a massive if with Leeds. Well, that, you've got like, a you said, like you said, that one we played the midfield three. Um, McKenny sort of drifted wide, which allowed Somerville to come inside to a more, you know, some more central areas. We, you know, we started with Nonto, Rutter, and, and Somerville. Hmm. You know, it's it was an attacking team, and it worked. Like I, I, I know we didn't get the goals, but it, I'd rather it's that certain... than. I'd rather that than defend terribly and still concede. Yeah, because unfortunately, the last two games, what we've managed to do is make the defence worse while making the attack worse. <laughs> like, and that's a recipe They'll for... They'll never suspect it. <laughs> that is a recipe for it being knackered. So, um, can I get a prediction off you, Casey? Um, I'm going to say we go to the capital and we win 2-1. Does that make this uh, District 12 or whatever it is? A long time since I saw that film. Um, I've, <laughs> I'm going 1-1 one, one draw. Um, as we are so early in the week, because um, we both like, a, like to try and find a special quite often, we can do bets now or I can tweet them out later in the week when some stuff's actually priced up. Yeah, let's do it closer to the game. Yeah, cool. We'll get well, them out yeah. Friday. Yeah, I'll go 1-1. One, one. You've got a 2-1 win for what it's worth. Uh, Connie has put in the comments that he is also going for a 2-1 win. Good lad. 
Um, and he said it first. So he has predicted most of the things that we've said in this entire podcast in the comments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this has been a long one. We obviously had some things we really needed to get off our chest. Do we have everybody's attention now? Uh, <laughs> there's a reference for four people. Um, so, yeah, we... Fulham's... Do you reckon it's... Do you think it's must not lose? Or is it Leicester? Is it Leicester must win? No matter. I suppose we'll probably find out after the three o'clock games, won't we? And it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I'd say look, this is a must not lose. Yeah, looking at looking at the looking at the games that are going on this weekend, I think if we get a point, I think we'll be I think we'll be okay. Right. But the Premier League has just kicked out some very strange results all year, so yeah. Uh, see you soon, Connie. We will uh, let you know when we next on when it's a bit less hectic. This got confirmed about ten minutes before we started. <laughs> so um, yeah, that will do us for episode two hundred and eleven at Mike White's podcast. God, I hope we can get some on Saturday. Uh, one, because we desperately, desperately need it, and two, because we're off out drinking with a group with a large group of people, most of whom are Leeds fans, and it might be miserable if we lose. <laughs> <laughs> if we lose, and then the other teams all win at three o'clock, we might all be home. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so hopefully it doesn't come to that. Anyway, I've been Jack. See you. I'm in KC. Have a good one. In a bit.